I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate Shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrude. Okay, welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Justin Skullrude. With me as always, uh, and if you are joining us via Twitter Live or Facebook Live, you will only be able to see Ryan's ugly face. Say hi to the people. Hi, everybody. Uh, this show is brought to you by Vox DFS Firelines. It is one of the industry leaders in consulting and providing DFS lines for just about any sport on any platform. For those of you watching the live feed, they are part of our backdrop there behind Ryan's ugly face. Um, so they are a very, very visible sponsor for us. It doesn't matter if you play MLB, NASCAR, NFL, uh, Major League Soccer, PGA, whatever uh, – bowling, I don't know. Whatever fantasy sport that you want to bet money on, Vox DFS Firelines has lines for you. They have experts who help pull in cash – once again, we always like to highlight the story of, of a consultant who put up a line that won $65,000 in a single contest. Their MLB consultants are constantly winning cash on streaks of 10 days in a row or more. Once again, that's VoxDFS.com. That's V-O-K-S-D-F-S.com. Reach out to them. Tell them that the School King Fantasy Football Guys sent you. And that will be much appreciated. So today, we are going to cover some news and notes once again as our weekly show. We're going to cover some old news. Now that it's been, for those for the news that broke late last week, it may be a little bit old, but we want to make sure that we refresh and keep everybody up to date for those who check in uh, weekly on the show. We're also going to cover our tight end tiers, one of my favorite positions to draft because you can get insane value without uh, losing quality draft stock in the beginning of your draft rounds. And so we'll be talking about that today, but we will get into some news and notes. Uh, starting first and foremost um, with a, a bet that we put out that now uh, all of us lost. Uh, I believe we put out a bet as to who or how many, not who many, uh, how many teams Kristen Michael would be on this year uh, I think I set the over under at two two and a half or two and a half um, I think I won because I took the under because I thought it would be two but we all lost because uh, unfortunately for Kristen Michael and for the Colts uh, he suffered an injury and is now being placed on injured reserve and will not play this season so that's a one yeah that's one that's it <laughs> And that's the only reason why we're covering that. Uh, we all <laughs> lost a bet. Welcome to – I mean, we all – I mean, we all really lost there. Yeah. Um, actually, maybe we all won because that's not going to happen again this year. Um, 
But also, according to the Chicago Tribune, uh, Bears wide receiver Kevin White is back to full speed until he puts pads on. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, Another player trending up, um, Doug Martin, according to reports, uh, is looking like the Doug Martin of 2015. Uh, I will believe it when I see it, but the problem is he's still not playing for the first three games. So don't read too much into it. Has, okay, have you actually seen the pictures of Doug Martin at practice? No, I have not. Is he is he coming off like uh, it looks like I mean, a Panthers wide receiver no, who will remain nameless? No, 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 no. no. The picture, uh, the picture of him. I mean, you look at he's he's holding the ball and flexing as he runs, and his arms just or uh, what was it? Greg Greg put it the way that Greg put it. Uh, he almost kind of looks like a. Uh, Oh, how did he put it? It was a uh, like those old He-Man dolls that the muscles were so big the arms would only bend back and forth so much. <laughs> so I mean, you look at his arms are absolutely shredded. They're huge. I just googled Doug Martin arms, and yeah, uh, that's um, that's kind of insane. <laughs> so I could I'm- only hope after millions of years of training to ever achieve that. <laughs> but I like my couch too much. So. Yeah. All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, TMZ Sports reports that Michael Floyd has violated terms of his arrest by testing positive for alcohol. Kind of good news. At least it wasn't a banned substance. It was just a violation of his parole. Yeah. But this... Is this the end for Michael Floyd? It's getting there. Um, you know, Michael Floyd wasn't productive when he was actually on the field the last two years. So uh, I'm not, you know, who knows? You know, if he can, if he can get things right, if, big if, if he can get things right, uh, he could possibly have a little bit of value but i don't think he'd i don't think he'll ever come back to actually having fantasy value to be completely honest no so. i i don't know if he to me i don't know any team that would take him you if you're gonna take him you don't want him on your practice squad he's too expensive yeah but i don't squad. there's too much off the field issues and there's too much young raw talent in this league i don't think he sees a game time play on the field this year? Probably not. Um, so moving on, um, Brian Costello of the New York Post doesn't think that it's a sure thing that Josh McCown will start week one. Uh, no one knows who will start week one in New York. Um, <laughs> but no I, one, don't no know, I don't know if it matters. <laughs> Probably not. Um, and so we've done enough Jets bashing. Um, for one episode, we will. Cont- I think that needs to be a a um, a daily part of our uh, episodes. We need to have our at least two minutes of jets bashing because I fully believe uh, over under on wins this year at uh, 0.5. <laughs> It'll be over. <laughs> they're not going to. They're not going to lose every game. Um, I'm sure that I'm sure they've got a game against the Browns or the Chargers or something. Um, you know, because even the Chargers lost to the Browns last year. Uh, they're not going to lose every game. They're not going to be very good. That's for darn sure. 
uh, in terms of, you know, we could, you know, I guess we could make the daily Jets bashing kind of like how, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, a huge fan of the Jets, you know, has his daily V. <laughs> we can call it the, we could call it our daily Jets bashing. Just put that clip on Facebook. We could call it the daily Twitter. dump sponsored by your local porcelain gods. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Like I said, we've spent more than plenty of time yes, on the Jets. And That's we cool. will move on. Titans. Uh, and former New York Jets, it's kind of a little good segue there. Former New York Jets wide receiver Eric Decker uh, have agreed. Uh, is it a one-year deal, or did they? Or is it? More, I think it's, I think it's a one-year deal. I think it's just a one-year deal. Um, at this point, three years ago was per source, but that's been uh, official. I think this is great uh, for all parties involved. Uh, I don't think anyone's happier than Marcus Mariota, who now actually has two receivers to throw to. Yeah. Uh, but and, and a solid tight end who's getting a little bit up there in age. But I think this does wonders. Do you think he comes back only as a shell of himself? Or obviously there's been no game tape yet, even in preseason. But what is your kind of early estimation on what we could see from Eric Decker this year? I'll look to see how old Eric Decker actually is. Uh, was he 30? Yeah, he's 30. He just turned 30. So he's your age. Um, yeah, he's so old. <laughs> football years he is. Uh, you know, in terms of, in terms of Decker, I think he can, he's not going to be, he's not going to be that blow, blow you away type of guy. He never really has been. He's just he been Mr. Was. He's always been Mr. Consistency. Um, and so I think that um, I think that he can stay that way uh, if he can stay healthy, you know, around around that you know 900, 900 yards to a thousand yards. I think with how much Tennessee wants to pound the rock, and with how much Mariota loves throwing to Walker, um, he may not get up to that thousand yards. Um, but I think that he very well could be a solid wide receiver, wide receiver three, wide receiver two. Again, it's yeah. the offense. It's the offense that makes me um, doubt a little bit of his of his ability to produce at a high level. So, well, what I'll say is the defense in that division is atrocious. So there will be plenty of red zone opportunities, but a true. lot of that's going to go to the running backs who are beasts. So, uh, right now he's listed as the wide receiver two on the team. Behind Davis. Davis being the one, or maybe they're flip-flopped, I don't know. But, uh, obviously, too too early to tell. But I look to see good things from Decker. He's always been able to find his way into the red zone. Uh, I believe last time he had a full season, he scored 12 touchdowns, and there wasn't a single week where he had two. So, that's what we're talking about, Mr. Consistency. I like him. Uh, I am interested to see where his draft stock will be and his ADP when we get closer to draft time. Um, but let's move on to the Baltimore uh, Ravens. Um, Baltimore Suns Jeff Zibrick uh, wrote, he lost track of how many passes Danny Woodhead caught during camp. Um, most people do on the season, which is why for a long time Danny Woodhead flew under the radar. Um, he is only – He's really only a running back that you want to grab if you're doing PPR. Do you see any value for him outside of PPR leagues? As a as a 
outside of PPR leagues, he is a flex player that uh, um, on bye weeks, really. Just because you don't know what he's he's you know a boomer bust flex really in terms yeah. of, in terms of um, non PPR. In terms of PPR, the guy's a, an absolute machine if he can stay healthy. Now again, he's had two. He's lost two out of the last three years to leg injuries. One to a um, one to it was a broken leg in week like week one or two um, two years ago in 2014, and then last year was the uh, was the ACL in week two. So um, if he can if he can stay healthy, I think that he really can be a really good thing for Joe Flacco. Um, out of the backfield, I don't you know I don't necessarily see eighty catches out of him. I can see sixty five if he's healthy all season. I'll take sixty five from a from a running back in a PPR league. So sixty five free points. Um, moving on, Big Ben said that Martavius Bryant looks like a stud as usual. That is not my concern if he can't stay on the field and doesn't deal with his off the field issues. Um, there's been no hiccups so far, uh, so far, but how averse to grabbing Martavius Bryant are you this year in the draft? Depends on how cheap I can get him. Um, really? Around, around round four, would you grab him or would you let him go? Let him go. Round five? Let him go. Round six, and you have two running backs, one receiver, and your tight end. Would he be your two? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where the – I was hoping that we would, like oh, – let me. you would have picked him at this point, but <laughs> are you picking him before round eight? I'd pick him before round eight. Um, so you're looking right around six, seven area, depending yeah, on actually, how your roster Let me actually pull up. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I've got uh, – I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up his ADP right now. So rankings, tool stats. Where is it? Um, crowd. I can't find it. Ah, oh, there we go. ADP. Uh, for wide receivers, Martavis Bryant. I'm seeing him. I'm not seeing him on here. Where in the world is he? He's he must be way this not down there. Here, let me. Maybe everyone else is risk averse, as we are. There we go. I, I don't. I don't really see myself grabbing him. I just it, found him. Guys, I like, but where where do you find him? Sixty five overall, and as wide receiver number thirty. So the people have him as a wide receiver three. Really, he's a boomer bust wide receiver three. Big um, boom, but also big, boom. big bust. You know, especially if he's, especially if he's, you know, partying so would with. You, would you call him? A boom especially boom if he's partying with uh, Josh Gordon again. Sorry, would, say that again. Would you call him a boom boom and a bust bust? He's <laughs> <laughs> a big. Okay, sorry. Dad jokes. Moving on. Um, moving on. Uh, we just yeah. lo- we just lost a watcher because of that stupid. Yeah, joke. Hey, hey, hey! If they don't like the humor, they can go away. Um, we're live. They're not. They haven't downloaded this yet. Um, uh, Minnesota or Minneapolis Star Tribune uh, had a report that Laquan Treadwell ran exclusively as the number three during the offseason program. This does not shock me. Stephon Diggs is the most talented wide receiver on the roster, and Adam Thielen to me 
His Love work it. in the latter half of last season secured him as the number two. So LaCron Treadwell has some work to do, in my opinion. Well, he'll he'll be the wide receiver three. It's just, you know, and if you look at it, they've got, I mean, their running back situation is what, Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray, and Jarek McKinnon. So they could throw a little bit more. Uh, Bradford actually had, I want to say, his most efficient season he's ever had in his career. Um, through for right around 4,000 yards, 4,100, I want to say. Um, and so, you know, Bradford, I think Bradford could use him to throw to. Um, his favorite target is Kyle Rudolph, especially in the red zone. Um, so really, if with, with Rudolph and then you've got Thielen and Diggs, even if Laquan Treadwell has a, a great spring, becomes that number three wide receiver, I still see him as the fourth receiving option. Yeah in an offense that I still think wants to run the ball, which is why they went and got Latavius Murray and why they drafted Dalvin Cook. There's a reason why Bradford's nowhere on anybody's draft board. <laughs> True. It's, it's more game script than anything else. But uh, moving on, um, reports out of Cleveland are that uh, Brown's quarterback, uh, Deshaun Kaiser, has considerably narrowed the gap to Kessler. Okay. But, but there was another report last week. I've got a right that here. said he's. You read it. It's like he's not ready. No, the Browns. The Browns quarterback coach David Lee bluntly stated after minicamp that Deshaun Kaiser is not ready to play. Yeah, I will take the word of a coach I'll, over the yeah, word the of some yeah. random reporter. In well, it's, it's not a random reporter. It's Mary Kay Cabot, who's, who is basically like the Browns reporter. Um, but still, not in the locker room. Yeah, and, in- and again, I, I go back to the, the Brock Heward interview that I had when I was, when I was talking with Brock about the, the, the quarterbacks coming into the draft. Shameless name drop. Shameless name drop, I love it. <laughs> Um, and the, <laughs> and and really the guy that that he was the most down on was Deshaun Kaiser. He saw him as a third round talent that needed that was a project that needed work. He needed to work on his footwork. Um, yes, he has a cannon of an arm, but we have seen that just because you have a cannon of an arm does not mean you're going to make it into make it in the NFL. Just ask Jamarcus Russell. You know. He's got things that he has to work on in order to be able to go through progressions, um, have pocket awareness, be able to move around, and be able to make the throws and make them accurately at the NFL level. Throwing for 400 yards against Syracuse isn't the same as trying to take on, as, as even trying to play Baltimore. Or throwing 400 yards against Alabama, cue Deshaun Watson. Yes. So, twice. Right. Um, uh, moving on, Ravens' new wide receiver, Jeremy Macklin, reveals that he played through a torn groin in 2016. I don't even want to know how he did that, other than probably a lot of cortisone cream. Well, here's, here's the deal. I mean, a lot of people brought up, you know, especially with the, uh, was it the Richard Sherman talking about having his, his knee or whatever that was an injury that he was dealing with all year, um, you know, could, you know, someone asked, could, could the Jets face or no, could the Chiefs get in trouble for this? Or Chiefs, sorry. Because he, you know, because he didn't reveal anything and, or because he was never on an injury report. And if he never told anyone, if he never even told his coaches, well, then they can't put him on the injury report. That's a very tough man, I'll tell you. 
torn so that's, that's uh yeah. that's he's got a big pair to be doing that so <laughs> maybe that's how it tore <laughs> <laughs> that um, report is not confirmed all right so so yeah, he so he he says that he played through a torn groin, and and it, and it could have been it could have been a quote unquote mild tear um, that he was dealing with. Um, if he can get fully healthy, you know he could. You know he's let's see, he's got uh, him and Mike Wallace as really the two main receivers. I'm still not sold on Rashad Perriman, and so with those guys, really they're you know speedy deep threats with Joe Flacco with a cannon of an arm throwing it down the field. So, yeah. who knows? He could hit uh, yards. You know, I'd say 960s. Yeah, and so uh, moving on, the Raiders and Derek Carr are close to finalizing a deal that's expected to pay Derek Carr $25 million per year per league sources. Yep. That's a lot of money. Yes. Um, and contrary to popular belief, when you, when you pay a lot to your quarterback, your team can suffer. Looking at the NFL, that's not necessarily the same case. Uh, the Colts, uh, Andrew Luck makes 24.6. Quality quarterback. They had some injury issues and protection issues for him. Drew Brees, constant deliverer on, on his ability. Makes 24.3 or made 24.3 last year. Kirk Cousins made 23.9. Joe Flacco, 22.1. Aaron Rodgers, 22. And Russell Wilson's bound is looking to make 21.9. So these are all real solid quarterbacks. Uh, and most of those made the playoffs last year. So there, the fear of the Raiders now beginning to tip a little bit now that they've drastically quote-unquote overpaid in that they've put a lot of money or are going to look to put a lot of money into Derek Carr. I'm not as fearful as some others that I've talked to. Um, but do you think he's worth it? I think he can be. Again, we're, ta- we're talking about a situation where he's coming up on the end of his, on the end of his rookie deal. Um, Man he- wants to get paid. <laughs> Yes, and he's he a quarterback. Uh, yeah, he is a quarterback, and the the Raiders have not had like a major stud quarterback in ever. And when's the last major quarterback you can remember for them? Rich Gannon. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and you only remember that because he was in a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to go back to what Kenny Stabler is the last you know guy I you know last good. Hey, hey, hey. Raiders. Marcus Russell. Was good during training camp <laughs> until he decided to play offensive line. <laughs> oh gosh, no! He just he just got the size of an offensive line, and that's all. Yeah. Um, so I mean, in three years, he's thrown for. I mean, he's got a 60 percent completion percentage, which isn't great. He's thrown was eighty one TDs to thirty one interceptions. His, his TD to interception ratio has been pretty good. Last year was twenty eight to six, and he missed. I want to say the last game of the season. So, I think that uh, you no, know, he he improved his efficiency last year. I think that he can with especially with the weapons that they have. When you've got they've brought in you know, who they bring in at, at tight end. They brought in was it Jared Jared Cook? Is that who they brought in? Yes. 
So they brought in Jared Cook at tight end. They've got um, their two wide receivers in Crabtree and oh God. Cooper. Cooper. It's been a crazy night. And so, so you've got those. I just he's got talent to work with, and then they've got they've got Marshawn to protect him, running out of the backfield a little bit. But they've also got two young running backs also to help bring up. They've got the weapons around. I don't think that paying him is going to hurt their offense. They've I mean, they've built around offense. It's are they going to have the cap space to help out their defense more? And they drafted they drafted defense in the in this draft, so that yeah, helps. That helps. Also, on top of that, every year the cap keeps getting bigger, so that helps too. So I don't think I don't think this is going to kill them. Yeah. So we will move on. That wraps up our news and notes. Unless you have something else you want to share, do you? Do you? Do you? No. Oh, so much suspense. Okay, moving on to our uh, our tight end tiers. This segment is going to be brought to you by Bluehost. Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting company by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation. They have trained in-house experts available 24-7, and a help center full of guides, video tutorials, and more to help you build your website. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Bluehost gives you over $150 in advertising offers from Google, Bing, and other leading sites to help grow your business. We here at Skull King Football have been very impressed with how smooth our website has been running since we switched to Bluehost. Uh, and so... If you want to launch your business today, go to bluehost.com slash track slash Skull King today. That's bluehost.com slash track slash Skull King. And for those of you who have never visited our website, please uh, go on over there. Click uh, the Join Skull King Nation button. That's where you can join, uh, be a part. Uh, it's, uh, it's the, it's, it just says join us. It's the join us it's tab. Join us tab. Sorry. Um, but you can join us. You can support the show. Uh, we're going to start doing some giveaways here as we get closer to the season, um, giving away jerseys, autographs, memorabilia to those who are, who are supporting the show as a way of giving thanks back to those who want to help support us uh, in our endeavor to build a podcast um, out. And so, Ryan, do you have any other comments on that front? I was going to say, should I go ahead and say what the first giveaway is actually going to yeah. be? Yeah, name what the first giveaway is. The first giveaway is actually going to be an autographed picture, a signed picture of uh, action shot of T.Y. Hilton. Um, and we will have, it comes with the certificate of authentication um, to show that it was, it actually was signed by. It actually a, was signed. Actually was signed by T.Y. Hilton himself. So uh, yeah, it's, it's an eight by 10. Um, we have it ordered and it's on its way. So, uh, yeah, we will have that soon, but we'll probably give that away, I want to say, mid to end of July. Mid to end of July? We want to do it sooner? I guess we could do it. I guess we could do it end of June. We've got, uh, what, another week? Yeah, we got, well, we could, we could possibly do it next episode, uh, depending on. Uh, let's wait uh, a couple. Let's, yeah. let's, let's build up a little bit and see if we can get a few more people involved, so. Okay, moving on to what you really want to talk about or what you really want to listen to, I should say. Uh, we're going to move on to our uh, tight end tiers. Once again, we believe in a tier system, not a flat-out 
uh, ranking system because that way you can see uh, you can kind of prejudge where you want to look at start to draft people because if then you see someone that's in a higher tier that's slipping you may want to go get them kind of a thing uh, so we'll start with uh, tier one uh, I don't have very many I have two guys here and they're pretty much no no brainers but uh, where do you want to start uh, who's in your tier one Ryan well, here's the deal. I didn't. I really have three, and I didn't have a chance to to edit um, and get uh, get my updated rankings up on the website yet. So again, if you go to uh, skulkingfootball.com and go to draft dash rankings or hit the rankings tab, uh, all the rankings that are up there are actually my personal rankings. So just just so you know, um, these are I have not consulted with the uh, with the writers or anything on this, but. I have four of them right now. I'm updating this to, th I will update this to three. Um, so my, my tier one is Travis Kelsey, Jordan Reed, and Rob Gronkowski. With a temporary kind of that back end of tier one, top end of tier two is Greg Olson. But his production, ah. but his production is based off of whether or not Cam Newton can stay healthy and find him in the end zone. Yeah, currently I I have my tier one is only two. Uh, that would be Rob Gronkowski and Jordan Reed. Um, I personally, when I'm looking at, at drafting for me, I'm not going to grab either one of these guys because they're going to get picked way before I want to grab a tight end. Once again, I love the tight end position because there's tremendous value in – round seven, eight, nine, and later. Um, tight end is one of those that I'll grab uh, maybe just before, just after grabbing my quarterback. Um, but for me, Rob Gronkowski is a beast. There's a couple of reasons why I don't want to grab him. One is injury history. Uh, though he's a beast, he takes a beating and doesn't necessarily take care of his body off the field. Uh, in doing WWE or WWF or whatever the acronym is now, um, as well as the signing of Brandon Cooks uh, at New England makes me a little nervous because now there's even more talent to spread the ball around to um, with already existing um, chemistry built with, with wide receiver running backs like Jeremy White um, and, and the receiving core – uh, Julian Edelman and all those kinds of things, and they and they added Mike Gillisley from the running game. So to me, there, there's too many additional pieces they've added. Ron, Rob Gronkowski is still the number one tight end in terms of uh, where he's going to get drafted, but I'm not going to grab him. Jordan Reed, once again, has some injury issues. Um, he's the centerpiece. He was the centerpiece last year. I don't think he will be this year with who they brought in in wide receiving core. I believe the wide receiver core got better this year at Washington. Um, and then I have Travis Kelsey in a tier three um, because of who his quarterback is. Even though last year he you was mean as number three? As number three. Yeah, okay. But the first of tier two. Yeah, I have him, I have him as number one simply because – you have the, you have Alex Smith as your quarterback, who is always a checkdown guy. So he's going to be finding, he's going to be finding, um, going to be finding Travis Kelsey all the time, anyways. 
Plus, Travis Kelsey was the number one scoring tight end last year. And they just got rid of Jeremy Macklin, who is probably one of their more talented wide receivers. So now you've got a wide receiver core with who? You've got Conley, Hill, and a bunch of no-names. Yeah, to me, the, here's why I have him. Because if any defense is smart, you double cover Kelsey and you single cover whoever else you want. But you, to me, Tyreek the Freak does not, to me, impose enough of a threat as a number one to need to cover him with more than one guy other than maybe the deep ball. But to me, Travis Kelsey, yes, a solid tight end that I would try and get if I could. Um, currently being drafted mid to late third round, uh, kind of at the three or kind of round three pick 12. Yeah, that up. Okay. Um, but if I could get him in round four, I'm grabbing him right away. That might be the beginning of round four. Um, so that's not much of a change, but. Um, his quarterback is still Alex Smith. So it means that he's going to be throwing to Travis Kelsey all the time, which means he'll dump it down, but still, I still, I like Greg Olson better because yeah. to me, Greg Olson is, is more consistent. They're both in tier three. Um, you, mean, you mean tier two, sorry, tier two. Uh, they're both in tier two. Um, but Yeah. I'll, right. I'll let you start talking about your tier two guys. All right. So my tier two guys. So again, you know, you've got, I've got my top three. So Kelsey, Reed, and Gronkowski with Greg Olson kind of back and forth that tier one, tier two. So in tier two, especially for this year, I'm going Olson, uh, Martellus Bennett, Jimmy Graham, Tyler Eifert, Delaney Walker, Kyle Rudolph, Zach Ertz, and Hunter Henry. That's a big tier three. <laughs> a big tier two. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understand that, and I could I could have narrowed it down. I have, but I think, brain, but honestly, so. for me, that's in a twelve team league. That's everyone who's going to finish as a tight end one. So say those names again. So it's Martellus Bennett, Jimmy Graham, Tyler Eifert, Delaney Walker, Kyle Rudolph, Zach Ertz, and Hunter Henry. I would be fine with any of those guys. Now, here's, here's why I have that big of a group. You know that Jimmy Graham is going to have a pretty good season with Russell Wilson. May finish better than he did last year. Last year he had, nine, I want to say, 960 yards and like six TDs. You have Martellus Bennett, who's changing teams and going to Aaron Rodgers, but the last time that Aaron Rodgers actually had a tight end that he used frequently and well, was um no oh crud now I can't remember the guy's name again. Um going back towards the beginning of his career with, with Green Bay. Um Green Bay. Yes, I've got to look this up because I'm having a bad day. Uh tight end Green Bay. <laughs> oh shoot. Um anyways. So Jermichael Finley. There it is. Finally, Jermichael Finley. So you've got that that you're dealing with. So how much is he going to be used, especially when they've got the other three wide receivers? Tyler Eifert is a touchdown machine. Not a huge amount of yards, but a touchdown machine as long as he stays healthy. Delaney Walker is going to get his yards. 
is going to get his is going to get his catches from Mariota. Kyle Rudolph is going to get he's the number one target for for Sam Bradford, and will get in the end zone. Zach Ertz really turned it on last year. I may actually bump Zach Ertz down because I'm not totally sold on him completely. And Hunter Henry, I think, will have a better will will do a little bit more this year than he did last year. He split a lot with Antonio Gates. I don't know how healthy Antonio Gates can stay for the year. So, yeah, I have Hunter Henry not doing what he did last year. Um, I'm a little more bearish, bullish, bearish, whichever one is negative. <laughs> bearish. There we go. There I think. Go. Yeah. So, but to me, unless the entire wide receiver core goes down like it did last year and per reports in preseason, there's a lot of injuries already happening. But mm. uh, unless unless that continues throughout the season, Hunter Henry was the benefactor of a injury-riddled offense. Um, and I think that's what benefited him the most. I don't think that's going to happen again. Yes, Antonio Gates is returning, even though he's old. They're, they're still chasing that touchdown record for Antonio Gates. So <laughs> in the red zone, as much as we talked about that preseason and that being a buying option for Antonio Gates last year, it's not a buying option for Antonio Gates. It's, it's more kind of a selling option on Hunter Henry personally. Um, but, yes, I like Jimmy Graham, Greg Olson, Travis Kelsey, Tyler Eifert uh, as well in that tier. Um, I like Kyle Rudolph once again. Uh, in that tier. Did you mention Kyle Rudolph in that tier for you? I did, yes. Yeah, to me, um, Kyle Rudolph is, is another guy where you don't have to – there's no real injury history with him, um, much like a, a Greg Olson. Well, well Greg Olson – he, he has a little bit of injury history. Uh, he had a little trouble early in his career staying healthy. Um, but the, but not as of late in the last three or four seasons. The last, well, last uh, three seasons ago. So the last two years he's been okay. Last year he stayed healthy for the full season. So he's he's yeah he's one of those guys that again he as long as he stays healthy he's been very very productive. Yeah, uh, to me, um, once again the the receivers are there are nothing to really splash at, uh, and Correct. so I think that also helps him. Last year going eighty three. Uh, catches for 840 yards and seven touchdowns. Um, I look for him to continue that, which puts him as a wider, which puts him as a tight end one. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bearish also on Delaney Walker. Uh, I don't have him in that tier. I have him in the next one um, because the additions, and this is just recent because of the addition of Eric Decker and Corey Davis. There's better receiving options and no longer is Delaney Walker kind of the number one guy. And I think that drops him still a solid tight end, but I don't think he's going to be a tight end one by the end of the season. I think he'll still be a tight end one again, as long as he stays healthy. I actually have him ranked lower than the, than the consensus does. So, um, which I mean, I, again, I use my, I, I do all my, my rankings and everything through fantasy pros um, and through their ranker tool, um, and so I, I mean, I'm higher, I'm a lot higher on Martellus Bennett than most, um, and yeah, I am a, I am a little bit down on Delaney Walker compared to compared to the pros. I I still think though that Marcus Mariota he was the safety blanket for Marcus Mariota, so 
Yeah. Uh, and then who do you have uh, in your next tier? Because I have a, a surprise pick. I almost put him into this next tier or into the tier we just talked about. Um, but who do you have in this next tier? Okay, so in this next tier, here's the, again, I have not updated these in a, in a couple weeks. I meant to today, and, you know, life got in the way. So um, I would probably move Zach Ertz down into this tier, probably bump Jack Doyle up. Okay. He's the, the, the one um, tight end in Indianapolis. I have really, I have basically everyone else behind this is a tight end too. Because when you're looking at tight ends, you're basically, you want a tight end one who can get the job done week in, week out. Or you want to stream tight ends and get whoever you can to have a semi-decent week. And a good matchup. And a good matchup. So basically, that's what this back end is. Cameron Brait can step into that tight end one area. Uh, let me see. Last year, he did not finish as a tight end one. Did he? No. Yes, he did. Last year, um, with the scoring that I have set up on 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 here right now, I think he finishes the tight end six. So really solid season. He very well could move up, especially if someone else gets someone above him gets injured. Uh, someone in that top tier gets injured. Um, they'll move down. That could very well move him up as well. So. Um, Going on to so Cameron Bray, then Antonio Gates, C.J. Fedorowitz. Um, Door. Uh. The and the reason that I have Fedorowitz somewhat high, I have him higher than again. I have him higher than most. You like his name. Part of it's that. <laughs> um, we're also we also going to look back at last year. Brock Osweiler targeted him a lot, but Osweiler also threw a lot to was it Ryan Miller? I want to say is there other tight end there? Yeah, um, and so he kinda, he couldn't hit anyone downfield. Again, yeah, he kind of alternated. Alex Smith two point So, he, but here's the deal: in the one game that Brock Osweiler did not start last season, I want to say it was like week fourteen for him or something like that. Uh, Nuke got seventeen targets. Fedorowitz out targeted Ryan Miller. Uh, I want to say seven to two. So Savage looked Fedorowitz's way. That's why I have so as long as Fedorowitz, as long as Savage is still the quarterback, which we don't know how long that's going to last, and I really do expect Deshaun Watson to take over that role. I think that Fedorowitz is going to be the more productive wide, uh, tight end there, and could very well be a decent streaming option like he was last season. Yeah, in in this area or in this tier. I'm going to start with Kobe Fleener, uh, and here's why. Yeah, I'm down uh, on Kobe Fleener. Everyone will remember last year's flop and kind of this this big hype because now Kobe Fleener, who's a great target, is now playing with Drew Brees, who's a Hall of Fame quarterback. The offense is, is just going to go insane. The offense did go insane, but we missed who the target was. It was not Kobe Fleener. It was Michael Thomas. So – now that Cooks is gone, there are tons. There's over a hundred targets minimum um, that are now gone from the team. Everyone is is very very um, Willie Sneed centered on that area and that role. But you got to remember, you got to remember, Drew Brees 
likes his tight ends. That's a, that's a position that he likes. Now that they have a little bit more chemistry, they have another year under their belts. I see Kobe Fleener uh, as a borderline one, two with high upside. Yeah, I, I see don't see him being worse than last year. I can possible. Oh, I mean, I could see that he, uh, in terms of in terms of Fleener, he finished with eighty two targets, fifty catches for six thirty one and three. Um, I think that if you were to take on say twenty of those targets from from Cooks leaving, uh, he could get up to sixty five, eight hundred and five. That's it. I think so. And, I think, you know, and again, last year could have been a last part of what could have really hurt him last year was that it was a chemistry issue because he was coming to a new team, working with a new quarterback. Um, and maybe he was actually expected to block. <laughs> <laughs> that very well could have know, been it too. We know that doesn't happen in the running game in Indianapolis. No, no one blocks in Indianapolis. Um, I don't know. I think that I think that if he gets thirty to if he gets thirty to forty more targets, if he's up in that one twenty range, yeah, he could finish around ninety catches. Um, 90 catches, close to a thousand yards, six, seven TDs. Put him in that tight end one range. Uh, another person that I have in, in this tier, lower than where you have them, is Martellus Bennett. Mar- Martellus Bennett. Yes, he is in a very, very potent offense. Uh, but the reason why I am a little bit lower on him than than common perception is because Aaron Rodgers is not known really to utilize tight ends as a big target on a consistent basis. And he's got Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams. He's got more than enough targets in the wide receiver core. Yes, I believe that Martellus Bennett will do better than Cooks, but I still am not as as high on Martellus Bennett as others this year. Yeah, uh... I mean, if if you go back and look when Jermichael Finley was actually healthy, <laughs> which he had he had a few injury issues, um, you know, seven seven sixty seven and eight, six sixty seven and two um, receptions. Yeah, he was right around that you know fifty to sixty mark. I think that I think it's more of a it's more of a red zone thing is is what's going to be yeah. for Martellus. But again, he Aaron Rodgers has never had a tight end this big, um, <laughs> this big, talented. this this talented, really. Yeah. Um, and Martellus Bennett is extremely talented. He just you know tended to not show up after the month of October when he was playing in Chicago. So. Yeah, when it got ironically cold. Which when it started is, getting when cold, it, it, which is what it will be. Uh, in Green Bay. In Green Bay, which is what it was last year in New England. Uh, the, the other piece, the one advantage that I will say that Martellus Bennett has is outside of Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb aren't big people. So in the red zone. Jordy Nelson is. When I think big body, I, Jordy Nelson. You think real big body. I'm, I'm talking like Devontae Adams, like the big body, um, which I think Devontae Adams – I think Devontae Adams, I think uh, Martellus Bennett on that team. I think those two, could, obviously, Jordy Nelson is not as small as Randall Cobb. Jordy Nelson's 6'3", 215. Yeah, but what's Devontae Adams? 
Uh, let me pull it up. Maybe my eyes are deceiving me. Pull it up. Devontae Adams, six one two twelve. A little bit shorter. A little bit shorter? Really? But about the same weight. So. In pads, is it, he looks because, so is it because Jordy Nelson is the skinny white guy? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. And Devontae Adams just has bigger arms. So I guess that kind of just from a Well, I mean he he weighs the same but he's two inches shorter. So he's a, you know he's he, Yeah, maybe that's what it is that way. So Okay, right. maybe I'm not as knowledgeable on heights and weights. Sorry. Yeah, make sure bad. to ask me about those. <laughs> yeah, I was I was not that guy in the locker room looking at the scale. Um <laughs> mostly because I didn't want to know. Um but another guy that I uh, that I like in this tier uh, and, and I was tempted to put him a little bit higher kind of into that next tier up, which could be low-end, tight-end ones, is Jason Witten. Based off of the fact that he is Mr. Consistent, he always hovers around that late or that lower tight-end one in 12-team in leagues, and he's always there. Um, it's just it's what it is, and, and in his relationship with the quarterback last year, how the offense ran, it works. He's developed that relationship. Um, I because he's older, that's where I have him brought down a little bit. But they're still utilizing him throughout the offense. Dak Prescott um, used him a lot as a rookie rookies like throwing to the checkdowns on the tight ends, just to get the ball out as opposed to holding it for too long. The offense worked very, very well last year. Uh, I see Jason Witten very high tight end two. um, would be a great streaming option, uh, and would be my kind of preferred streaming option week to week, depending on the matchup. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's obviously declining. He's towards the end of his career. Although he did just sign a what was it a four year deal or a three year deal to play until let's see how I was, I was about to say year three and year four he's going to have a walker and knee basically, basically to play until he's like thirty. Well, he already has knee braces. He's going to have a walker and two leg casts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so last year, ninety-five. He still had ninety-five targets. He's been, you know, he averages. Let's see, how many years has he played? Looks like fifteen, fourteen years. Yeah, fourteen seasons, and he has fifteen hundred targets. So he averages over a hundred targets a year. I mean, even last year he still had ninety-five, but only sixty-nine receptions for six hundred seventy-three. So he's, I mean, he's not getting as deep as he used to. Uh, he's more of a checkdown type. Um, only three touchdowns in each of the last two years, um, down from five in 2014 and eight in 2013. So I still see he could possibly still be that that range, that 650 to 700 and three to five touchdowns. The problem is, um, again, he, he'll be 35. He'll be a year older. And then they've also got uh, – um, Cole Beasley, who has been one of Dak Prescott's favorite targets, especially in that short yardage area in the slot. Um, he's just well, another Danny Woodhead, but he's a wide receiver instead of a running back. Yeah. Um, I mean, let me pull up Beasley last year. So, Witten had, what, what did I say, 95 and uh, and 60. And Beasley had 98-75 for 833 yards and five touchdowns. 
So yeah. I think that I think that Beasley will take uh, because of how productive he's becoming will take a little bit away from Witten. And so I think Witten I think would have a good year if he finishes with the exact same stats as last year. Yeah. Um as as we're looking to wrap up here, any any tight ends that you like that we have not mentioned so far? Tight ends that I like that we haven't mentioned. That we have not mentioned. I later in your tiers or someone you think will be a great value late, even though we both draft tight ends way late. Um, yeah, I want to say last year. Sleeper. Last year I took Antonio Gates with my last pick in the draft. So um, he was still there. He was still there. Um, he last, will probably still be there this year. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'm a little bit higher on David Njoku than a lot. Um, I have him placed five five places higher than the expert consensus on draft on 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 fantasy pros. But here's the thing: he was drafted to be the tight end. He is the only tight end. They drafted him, and then that night. The night of the first day of the draft, after Njoku was drafted, they let Gary Barnage know they're releasing him. So David Njoku is the tight end in Cleveland. But no one who knows who the quarterback is. True, but again, who are the wide receivers? You but got the, che- the check Kenny? down will be there for Correct. the quarterback. So Kenny Britt, I want to say right now is their number one, who had kind of a... a an emergence last year playing with, uh, you know, with Case Keenum throwing to him um, in L.A. But, you know, I don't see, again, it's, we're talking about Cleveland, so, again, it's going to be a lot of checkdowns. Then on top of that, who's, who's their next wide receiver? Josh Gordon is suspended still, still hasn't been, re, still has not been reinstated by the NFL. And probably got, won't. And then you've got Corey Coleman, who gets injured falling on a football. Has been was out all of minicamp, and now won't you know they're holding him out of anything until training camp. Yeah, that's still one of my favorite jokes of the offseason. Just make sure, just make sure he you know there's no footballs around for him to fall on. Yeah. And by joke, I mean the Cleveland Browns, not him falling on a football. <laughs> so, um, you know, they've made a lot of improvements, but I I still think David Njoku is going to be one of he'll be there because of necessity there's no one else to throw to to really step unless you know unless one of the rookies from or one, unless one of the guys they drafted from last year really steps up so hang on hang on they have randall telfer <laughs> i don't even know who that is i just had to look up on their draft on their death chart who the backup <laughs> tight end was tight end was because there's five and i only recognize one name yeah david joker uh Njoku, I hate, adamantly hate drafting rookie tight ends. I won't draft him, but I'll keep an eye on him. Yeah, it's one of those things I won't draft. I I also adamantly hate having a second tight end on draft day. I would rather have one and then stream at will if I need to. Yep. To me, Najoku is not draftable. Uh, current draft position is round 13. Most some drafts don't even go that deep. Um, but he's going to be at the he's end. He's drafted of, number he's at number 15. No, 13. 
Uh, round 13. Oh, round 13. Round 13, pick nine. I was like, I don't want to pick some 15. Um, thank you for giving me your title. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, wanted, I wanted to talk about this. I, I heard this on another podcast, and I'll, I'll go ahead and throw it out to, uh, to Eat Sleep Fantasy talk about this because I completely agree with them. And my rankings have been this way for a long time. There is absolutely no reason why O.J. Howard should be drafted before Cameron Brait. O.J. Howard is a rookie. And he's currently being drafted in round 10, pick 6, and Cameron Brait is round 13, pick 7. Correct. Cameron Brait's getting picked behind David Njoku. (laughs) I know. How ridiculous is that? When you look at the season that he had last year, I want to play it. I want to play in all of those leagues. Bray was the tight end six last year? Yeah. On Yahoo and standard leagues? I mean, what's what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, so I think that you know Cameron Bray needs to be drafted above OJ Howard. The only reason to take OJ Howard is for um, you know, is if Bray gets injured and OJ Howard is pushed into duty or in dynasty drafts. Okay, I will I will alter what I have previously said. If Cameron Brait is sitting there at the end of the draft and I can pick him up as a second tight end, that yeah, is good. someone that I would look to because that is way too late for what he is looking to do. People I'm gonna get on my soapbox here. OJ Howard did not do hardly a thing in college as a receiver. Why? Because Alabama is not a throwing team. Yes, he is an incredible talent, but there's still some development that needs to happen for O.J. Howard. That will take time and longer time than one season, or at least longer than one spring train, or than than one mini camp and one preseason. Cameron Brait will be the tight end day one. O.J. Howard still has plenty of development that he has to do. Yes, he's an incredible talent. And in the national championship game, he did some great things against Clemson. But still, that is two games out of his career that he was highlighted. Other than that, there's not much to go on in terms of statistics. Yes, still a beast in terms of athletic ability. But to me, Cameron Brait's reputation still has him ahead. And and if I'm in a league where someone takes O.J. Howard, I will verbally laugh during that draft, and I hope it's in person. Yeah. I I will giggle. I won't laugh. I will giggle. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, you look at O.J. Howard, um, 38 receptions and 45 receptions in the last two years, seven total touchdowns in in his career, seven touchdowns. He's not utilized. So I mean, we don't have we don't have enough information. Yeah, he's I mean, again, he is a physical beast at six six, two hundred fifty pounds, and has shown athleticism. But there's another tight end in front of him. Yeah, on the depth on the depth chart. So I've got I've got to stick with Cameron Bray. Two guys that I will talk about very quickly, and then I will wrap it up unless you've got one more. But I I would say keep an eye out for Austin Hooper. Yep. And that is yep. solely on the fact that Steve Sarkeesian, as an offensive coordinator, loves the tight end. He loved, absolutely loved, utilizing Austin Safarian Jenkins 
as his tight end go-to in the red zone and all throughout the field uh, when he was a coach at Washington. He uses the tight end. It's part of his offensive scheme. Until preseason comes around, I'm not moving him up yet because, once again, we got to see it on the field. Yes. If I start seeing – I don't need to see touchdowns from Austin Hooper in the preseason. I just need to see what type of routes they're running with him, and I will move him up. I don't have him going any lower than he currently is, currently being drafted round 14, pick three. Yeah. So sometimes he might not even be drafted. But look at him as a possible streamer. The other one that I really like uh, is Jesse James. We talked about him a lot last season. Ladarius Green, Ladarius Green is officially gone, so there's no one in front of him. Uh, and and Roethlisberger is one of those quarterbacks who likes to throw touchdowns. I am bearish on Roethlisberger. I didn't like him last year. He proved me wrong. I may have been one year too early, but I I am not drafting Roethlisberger. Period. Where I, I don't think he's going to end up as a as a quarterback one personally. Um, but that's my take, and we can explain that later on a quarterback show. But Jesse James is someone who will be targeted in the red zone uh, as someone who you'll want to look at. Once again, probably not someone you want to put a a lot of high draft stock in or maybe any draft stock, but look for him as a streamer throughout the season. All right, so here's here's one little thing on Jesse James. Jesse James did finish as the tight end 29 last year. Um, But uh, here on Yahoo, it says, Ben Roethlisberger and Jesse James spent a considerable amount of time working on their red zone connection at spring practices. Ben consistently targeted James in the end zone at OTAs and minicamp, and it was 100% by design. And so, you know, it could be, uh, see, he saw 62 targets total last year. With Ladarius Green officially being gone, it very well could be that he, um, uh, he could be moving up. Uh, was it he did have a the in, a, in the postseason um, he finished was it 10, 10 catches for 131 yards so yeah and, and Roethlisberger likes his tight ends what I'll say is this is it he likes them as safety valves though yes um, but obviously there are some very very talented weapons there obviously the number one receiver in Brown and the number one running back in, arguably the number one receiver in Brown and arguably the number one, number two running back in the league in Bell with David Johnson obviously being one. I think that is clear now. Number three. Um, whatever. We'll, we'll all do that later. But there's a lot of weapons there. If, if, if Bryant, if his off-the-field issues start to stumble or start to crack or whatever, and there's some off-field issues that cause Bryant to come down a little bit, Jesse James, I think, is the number one to kind of start to pick up some momentum there. Um, but keep an eye on that. Obviously, we don't wish ill will of Bryant, but it's one of those things you need to be aware of due to the history that Bryant has. Yep. Uh, and so, any any other last-minute tidbits before we sign off? I don't think so, other than, you know, um, make sure to go to SkokieFootball.com, hit the Join Us tab so you can check out what we've got going on Patreon. Um, make sure to go to our merch page. Yes, to get uh, to uh, check out the uh, the Skulking uh, hoodies, um, T-shirts we have. Uh, and if you want to humble brag and use your kids as bragging towards your friends, there are some very very uh, cute slash um, obnoxious obnoxious slash 
egotistical t-shirts that you can throw on your kids to brag to your buddies especially especially you ladies uh especially the yeah because we've actually got a t-shirt on there that says my mommy can beat your daddy in fantasy football so you you're, you gotta leave them wanting more you don't tell them what it says you go tell them to check it out eh. but whatever go check it out go buy it ladies. go check it out buy a t-shirt multiple colors go for it yeah we've got uh, yeah yeah, but uh, we'll wrap up. This has been the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. Please go check out the website. Go check out the merch. Go check out the Join Us tab to enter to win that autographed piece of memorabilia from T.Y. Hilton. This has, once again, Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Justin signing off. And I'm Ryan. Guys, go ahead and uh, uh, have a fun week. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye, Facebook. Goodbye, Twitter. Goodbye, podcast. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. Wherever you go, however you go, for energy on the go, it's got to be 5-Hour Energy. It works fast, it works long, it tastes good, and with zero sugar and four calories, there's nothing holding you back. Fits your pocket, fits your backpack, fits your on-the-go life, whether you're going to work, going on vacation, or just going out with friends. 5-Hour Energy. Energy on the go. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com.